Right, so this is episode 46 then. And first of all, I'd like to apologise um, on the behalf of myself and Pete, and Pete <laughs> for the uh, absolute cluster bleep that was um, putting out the last episode. That it, it really didn't go to plan, unfortunately, due to uh, duplicated file names and other confusions. But basically, it's Pete's fault. That's what I'm putting it down to anyway. <laughs> it's got to be Pete's yeah. fault. I put the I put the episode out. Look, oh, I don't want to get into it too much. It's a long story and a mystifying one. Basically, when we do an episode, Pete edits it and he puts it in our shared Dropbox. And the previous week, accidentally, Pete had named it 45 so 45 are in dropbox that then gets deleted and pete puts another file in dropbox for the new episode which we then upload but unfortunately that was also called 45 (laughs) so when i've uploaded it it's duplicated the bloody thing and i've had i've had absolutely no idea but even further than that which drove me mad like uh ross it was actually ross were like oh well it's the it's the wrong episode. I'd love to hear a new episode tonight. So I'm like, well, I'll share it with you on Dropbox. Share it with him on Dropbox. And that's also suddenly the old episode. And <laughs> yeah, it, I have we- to take full responsibility. I, I wish I could blame this on you. I really, really <laughs> wanted to. Uh, but as we look, and I made it more confusing. So yes, I was on vacation. I named the file wrong when I was on vacation. So I, did, I, didn't, th- I, I didn't even yeah. think that would matter. Do you know what I mean? I didn't see why that Well, it mattered. didn't matter until the next week when we did one that was 45. And I didn't know I did that before. So then when I added the new 45, they go into the same folder. So then it essentially replaced that that 45 with, you know, the older one. Uh, and so then, yeah, it became a situation where the older one was there. And then when we fixed it and we made the newer one 46, the, it, yeah. it just it got confusing. So long story short, it was totally my fault. Uh, and I apologize. <laughs> well, <laughs> and uh, people, you know, some people were saying, "Oh, it's working now," and others were saying, "No, it's not." I was like, "Well, what the hell, man?" But anyway, there we go. These well, that was happen. my fault because I, I didn't realize exactly what happened yet, so I just overwrote the original. And then when I realized, oh, that's when it, yeah. So that's why some people saw it and then later didn't. It, it's very confusing, but I can tell you this much: it was all about duplicate names, and it's no longer an issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, that might have been boring for some people, but I just wanted to put that out there so that we didn't come across too unprofessional professional really but hey great transition we're talking about <laughs> things that don't go wrong don't go well, right for exactly for shows, right yeah and we'll start off by saying as well that Pete is actually recording in some sort of construction zone today so if you do hear any hammering or anything like that uh, it's going to be due to Pete's inability to edit it out. So <laughs> that's a that's another thing that'll be on Pete. But yeah, um, we were when was it? We were having a conversation, weren't we, about sort of what we consider, you know, gigs that we've been to or been part of or anything um, where you know they've just gone fucking wrong. Do you know what I mean? Or or further than that, have just I don't know for whatever reason just really not met your expectations. Do you know what I mean? And especially sort of obviously touring like we have you you know you sometimes you're like oh my god they're on the bill or you know what i mean this band are on the bill and you think yeah. oh that's gonna be that's gonna be absolutely amazing um and yeah there's certainly been a few incidents for me where in in those incidents you've been left thinking eh? <laughs> but i mean that that that's another thing as well really because I don't, I don't know if i've touched on it is um the trouble of like when before you've ever seen sort of behind the scenes in inverted commas at a a, a gig or know how it all works or being in a band it, you know it all just seems like such magic do you know what i mean but once you've been part of it at any level and especially like the level that we were you you know there is there's no more magic anymore 
Do you know what I mean? And it, it's at that point that I think the, you're really exposed to the points where you're looking at these people that you think are absolutely amazing. And you're like, oh god, Do you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm yeah I'm not I'm not going to name too many names in that respect. But yeah, I just I just thought that might be a semi interesting conversation to have. That definitely made me curious as to like have there been times when the music, whether it's you or Rob or Phil or Stu, you know, have there ever been gigs where like you like forgot your song, forgot the <laughs> lyrics, forgot to come in on a certain part, or things just messed up to the point where you're like, oh man, we blew that. Well, I mean, quite a lot, really. But I guess the thing is, most of the time, is either A, people are just going so nuts that people don't notice. I mean, it were easiest in the early days. Do you know what I mean? I suppose if if something went wrong somewhere, especially when we were doing those first tours, you kind of, you know, you just kind of turn it into a jam. And the the beauty of that in itself is sometimes you'd kind of get new things all together out of those moments. But yeah, um, there's certainly been some more memorable ones, definitely. But, I, I, you know, I've, everyone knows the big ones. And I think we've talked about um, the, the various power cuts, you know, um, the, the, pint, yeah. the pint glass at the, on the sound desk at Hull. And I guess the beauty is, is that uh, something we've probably talked about, but those moments are just so memorable. Do you know what I mean? It's like you don't, it, it's rare that you remember the ones that go sort of, proper perfect if you know what i mean especially when like this you know i guess there's so many of those without wanting to sound you know we were good what can i say but yeah the the ones where something like that happens and it just creates like a a moment of magic do you know what i mean that you just and it starts as a moment of panic without doubt there's there's, there's no worse than that there's not worse than when something like that goes wrong i mean again something i probably mentioned but my my worst one would get away forgetting to tune my guitar properly like tune the uh, the e string down to a d do a drop d basically and it got to half it got to the point where it really kicks in the guitar and we were headlining we were headlining a festival in Japan. Oh, were we not headlining? It won't Fuji. I can't remember what gig that was. But anyway, it was, you know, a lot of people. I'm sure there were 25, 30,000 people there, something like that. And <laughs> the trouble is as well, do you know what I mean? It just falls absolutely silent in that in that in at that point. And you're just like, hang on, just give me a minute, let me sort this out. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean the, the Did you in, stop the song? You, you didn't oh yeah, stop yeah. Oh well that's the thing. Sometimes you can get away with it and kind of <laughs> Pardon the pun. Yeah, but oh yeah, pardon the pun massively, but no, not in that I did think about that. I thought, how the hell can I do this? And I thought, no, I can't sort of think of another way of playing this. So I'm just literally gonna have to say, hang on, hang on, stop, stop, you know. <laughs> Start again, I've got to tune down here, I gotta tune down. But you know, you think you wow. think your voice won't you think your voice won't carry in that scenario, but that's you know, it bloody well did. That's the thing with Japanese crowds as well, they as mental as they go when you're playing, they just fall absolutely silent when you're not playing. So anything that's even said anywhere, you can hear. Um, but yeah, the, the the Scottish guy ending up in Phil's lap that was that was a gig stopper. <laughs> but yeah. I think the I think the dream, drum kit had to be put back together there. That were a, that were a gig stopper. Um, I, tr- I can't think of many can't think of many incidents for Rob to be honest. Um, Oh, well, what about, well, what about the time that you I remember you, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but you did mention that there was only one gig, it might have been in, in the YouTube, where your guitar didn't make it 
And I think, you know, there was like <laughs> one show where the guitar that you normally use and depend on wasn't there. That had to have created some sort of uh, change oh, in the man. way you normally do things. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, that that one does stand out. But thinking again, there's, there's shows before that as well, sort of before we were, uh, well, sort of professional in inverted commas that were pretty bad. But then the one, one you're talking about is Montreux Jazz Festival, wasn't it? Where um, Mick, uh, our guitar tech, just completely forgot my guitar. Just completely forgot my Les Paul, and I I had this SG um, that I only played on cessation, and in fact it was Rob's, wasn't it? It was Rob's SG, and I ended up having to play that anyway, but I remember that just being absolutely horrible, because there's no, I I mean, I've told you plenty of times, there's, there's nothing worse than being really uncomfortable, sort of while you're playing do you know what i mean sort of with what you're playing i I can't someone asked me a question the other day actually you know could you just get on stage and use anyone's gear and i mean you you could to an extent you could make sounds but i I couldn't do you know what i mean i couldn't do our set um unless i had you know equipment that i would do finely tuned but yeah we once um oh god i mean that was in the really early days i don't, I don't know if i've ever said I, I think i've said it somewhere where we played at, um a place called freeport in castleford <laughs> which is like a shopping center oh god that was oh that 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 was definitely the most uncomfortable 30 minutes uh, on any stage anywhere luckily it was just a a crappy stage in front of about five people but that's beside the point you know what i mean i've never been been so uncomfortable using some bloody crappy equipment and it just sounded dreadful but oh yeah absolutely horrible <laughs> um and we played once where was it i think it was taipei it was it was taipei in taiwan and um like honestly next to the stage there was all this trans you know this open transformer do you know what i mean just with wires everywhere and yeah. there were fucking puddles of water around it and shit like that and oh my god like that's another one where you see it used to be no better than and you'd even get it you'd even get it sometimes in the the little shittiest venues you kind of walk in and you'd be like oh man this equipment's all right man do you know what i mean in terms of yeah. the you know their, their in-house sound equipment yeah. and then at that point you're like well fuck it, it don't matter it don't matter how dingy room is if they've got fucking turbo sound monitors or whatever it's going to sound it's going to sound quality but then you know you, you go into a place and you'd be like oh for god's sake look at equipment do you know what i mean and you think oh yeah it's really going <laughs> to sound great on stage in here isn't it um but Again, though, the, the irony of that is Holodelphy, that was a prime case of that. That was a prime case of, oh, no, what are we in for? But that were, that were, that were absolutely amazing, that gig. I always talk about that gig. Absolutely incredible. But, yeah, I'm trying to remember if there were any more that were really, really scuppered. I mean, that one in um, that one in Groningen, sure, I've mentioned that somewhere. That must have been on podcast or it could have been on YouTube. It becomes it becomes a problem eventually doing all these where you're like, have I said that? And I don't know where I've said it. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 it was our first trip to first trip to Holland and Tim went with us and, we, you know, we just started smoking or whatever. And they were like, right, well, you're not allowed any here. It's so strong. And we were like, eh, get out of it. We'll be fine. And sure, I've said this, but, yeah we um we did it we did the gig and everything just fell apart honestly i've never seen out like it like my amp stopped working bloody one of the output jacks on my pedal board bloody stopped working drum kit fell apart you know the hi-hat stand that's always a terrible one when the hi or when all the bloody hi-hat mechanics fall apart that's a nightmare 
Oh my goodness! This all happened, or maybe it was just because you guys were hallucinating because of well, all. Well, that's that. a part. Well, we'd have been hallucinating because we want bloody stones that were point. Tim wouldn't let us even have a smoke because that's what I was like saying. It's like, look, you can't blame you can't blame us having a couple of fucking joints like on the fact that all the equipment's fucking broken. Do you know what I mean? Like, I ain't, I ain't been near it. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. Oh, that's funny. I actually had one myself I could share. I just remembered. I used to actually, uh, when I was in like sixth grade, I <laughs> I played the saxophone. <laughs> and uh, What? You played yeah, the saxophone? Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did. Yeah, I get I was, it. <laughs> and so uh, I was, I played so well that of all the saxophone players, my teacher allowed me to do a solo, right? So I was like, ah, oh, cool. You know, I'm doing this solo. So we're having the big concert night where all the parents come in, you know, and, yeah. and our ba- my band teacher always told us like, if anything, if you mess up, just keep going just play through that was kind of like the rule that they taught us you know and i was like yeah sure okay whatever and so right before we went on stage i didn't realize this until after the concert but i had dropped my sax in the back room and a little freaking spring of some sort fell off the sax i didn't know so i go up and i'm ready to do my (laughs) solo right ready to do this solo and every freaking note that i play is a horrific squeak (laughs) <laughs> they sound exactly it's just it. like squeak 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 <laughs> the entire time and so like it startled me like when i first started i was like the first note i blew it was like squeak i was like Whoa. and i well, and i stopped and i was like oh you're not supposed to stop <laughs> so i played the entire song like painfully <laughs> with nothing but squeaks and in the back of my mind i'm this little kid saying you got to play through you got to play through <laughs> and Fuck i it and uh, uh the, everybody looked at me like i could see the parents the look on their faces like well, what is wrong with this kid <laughs> and then feeling bad for me i was i was yeah needless to say i stopped playing music music instruments after that well i mean i'll tell you what though to actually get through the how long we were actually playing for because i just, i, I wouldn't have been able to handle that I, you know, <laughs> oh my god yeah, it was brutal. It traumatized me. That's why I'm not a musician. Well, yeah, I mean, if you any musical instrument, if you're going to drop the fucking thing, it's um, it's yeah, not, well, it's not you gonna, know, it's not going to do. Oh, I remember once actually, uh, with it Tony Bateman, one of our guitar techs. Anyway, I was just stood off the side at stage. I don't know what we were doing, and I just noticed my fucking Les Paul just fall over and hit the floor. <laughs> I just remember, I oh. like, just giving him this death stare, and he was just looking at me. I was like the fuck has just happened there i don't even know how the bloody thing fell over but i was it's funny you know as well because i'd always get to sound check and put my guitar on and be like i'm sure this has got fresh chunks out of the fucking thing <laughs> Do you know what I mean? like, i'm sure that gouge went there yesterday and then like, i just secretly see me fucking i don't even know how it managed to fall over but blessed <laughs> but yeah i mean you know it's gonna fucking hammer any instrument that sort of stuff Temperature changes as well can be an absolute bastard. Um, but that's, I tell you what, that's always been something that's really, like, I'm really finicky about that, about tuning and stuff. It's got to be fucking perfect, man. It really does my head in. Hmm. And yeah, that and that can be really difficult when, uh, you know, especially like in the heat and humidity of a gig, do you know what I mean? A lot of, you know, it doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Do you know what I mean? Especially when it's been somewhere cold, bloody 20 minutes earlier, jeez. Yeah, I didn't know that would make a difference to an electrical oh, piece of yeah. equipment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, there's also a lot of gigs where, you know, it's not so much that there's a malfunction, but the gig just goes wrong. And sometimes it's the musicians, right? So like, I know one that I, that always comes to mind for me was, uh, I think you may have heard it is uh, in Nirvana. Uh, and this happened in the UK, as a matter of fact, Top of the Pops. Uh, oh, was <laughs> Kurt it Cobain. The world, yeah. yeah. The backstory, you know, and I'll play it and I'll explain the, 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 uh, the backstory, but Kurt Cobain, <laughs> he starts singing like... Horribly. <laughs> it's like Mike Flowers pops, so you won't know Mike Flowers. <laughs> yeah, so the, the backstory is they told him right before they went on that they had to play to a backtrack for the music. And he was like, they don't want to play to a backtrack. So they go on stage, and basically he's holding his hands up the whole time. He refuses to show that he's playing his guitar. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. And he's like singing like the worst. I, I can't even imagine like the best band at the time in this time. And the pop, Top of the Pops finally get them, and this is what he does. <laughs> Pretty funny, though. Anyway, did you guys ever do that? No, I mean, no, I, that... That's the thing, really. Like, whenever you're on stage, for me, you t- it's you, you're always giving it your all. Do you know what I mean? And I can't. There's certainly been there's been a couple of incidents, I suppose, um, where you just like I'm just gonna fucking turn around and face my amps here, and that pissed off. But that was for me. That was always technical stuff. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of in terms of you know our music's so energetic anyway it's, a, it's it'd be difficult to kind of not get into it i mean that's why we all started doing it anyway but there's no doubt when you've you know when you've played sort of 200 gigs in in a year you, you know sometimes you are more enthused about it than others but yeah no I, you know i think that well i don't know what it is really you know whether a level of bloody professionalism i've got no idea but I could never, I could never like, like Craig from the Vines, do you know what I mean? That's another one where it's like, you know, sort of like a more like rock and roll show. I'd, we, we could never do that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We were just never about that sort of, that side of it at all, really. Um, yeah, that sort of never appealed, but I mean, certainly, yeah, um, I have, I've, I've, I've been to gigs where I'm just like, you can tell that they just cannot be fucking bothered here at all. Um, and it's, it's been quite bad. And I think that one of the worst ones that I ever saw and which were really disappointing for me actually, cause I was, I'm well, still, I'm a massive fan, but where was it now? It was, um, it was the police, at Isle of Wight festival. I'm sure it were right. And I fucking, I love the police, man. Do you know what I mean? I always have. Yeah. And that were one time where, and like I say, years of being in a band, you, you get jaded, and no matter how much you you start in bus and you're like, and you're at a festival and you're like, oh bloody hell, they're playing now. You're like, oh, are they? Very good. Well, I can't be asked. I'm knackered. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Whereas that were that were one where I were like, oh yeah, I I will go. I'll actually go watch the place. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, that that right for minute one, I was just like, you can tell that they can't be asked here. I mean, I mean, they famously despise each other, though them lots. So, God, no, you know that. Nah. that yeah, I'm sure there's a, there must be an element of all being roped into that. Do you know what I mean? Where they're all sort of like, yeah, all right, we'll do it. And um, but yeah, for me, I mean that that really that really came across on stage, definitely when we when certainly when I saw them. Um, but yeah, I think that was the same year that the Verve played. Who and which is interestingly, that's you know, it's this kind of similar story with the Verve, really, in the sense that I, you know, I don't think they particularly have the best personal relationship, shall we say? Um, but uh, they were absolutely fucking amazing. Um, at 
Isle of Wight, and I'm sure we saw them at a few other festivals that year because we were still doing strength and num- strength in numbers at that point. Mm. But yeah, okay. the the police were definitely uh, a bit of a disappointment. Queens of the Stone Age were the biggest sort of um, like. Well, they were just fucking incredible. We've talked about oh, that as well. So, oh, yeah, man. Fucking literally watched them as often as we could at side at stage. Slipknot as well. Slipknot, they were absolutely wild to watch from side at stage. Had a lot of fun watching them. Did I ever tell you about my only side stage experience? No, I don't think you did, no. <laughs> All right, so uh, take you back many years. I was in high school, and uh, there was this local rap band that was actually pretty good. They started getting some notoriety. And I, I met the guy, and... Um, he was pretty cool, and I actually was there when he recorded his album. So he he was starting to make a name for himself. You, you would have never heard him, so I, it doesn't even make sense to say his name. But anyway, somehow we got we got tickets on Beastie Boys tickets, and he and I were going to be backstage for the Beastie Boys. And so he couldn't make it. He got sick. But he was like, hey, your tickets are at will call, but you can go backstage. And I was like, all right, cool. So I go backstage, and I'm watching the Beastie Boys from the side of the stage. And they come back, and I'm like, at the time, yeah, I was in high school. I was like a huge Beastie Boys fan. So uh, MCA comes to the side of the stage where I'm standing. In the middle of the show, like, they take a break. They go off to the side. And I'm standing there like this, you know, dopey fan, like, hey, how are you? (laughs) He comes up, and he's like, who the blank are you and i was just like i was like oh hey and he like takes his uh sweat towel and basically tells me to piss off and like throws it in my face <laughs> i was just like oh man i was i was devastated <laughs> I was like, that was my only side stage experience i was not welcome there apparently it was <laughs> oh well well were you still were you, were you stood in the way were you, no, were you i was, I was right way? on the side i was just enjoying it i just don't think they expected me to be there and so he was just kind of like why is this person here you know and i was just like uh you know well i was i mean i was gonna say it's kind of a bit of an asshole thing to do on his behalf but at the same time if you were kind of in the way well, probably I, I was just there's certainly been moments where if i've been in wrong mood you know what i mean you're just like who the, yeah. who the fuck is this guy <laughs> But yeah, that is a bit that is a bit fucking that is a bit harsh, I think, to be honest. But yeah, I've seen some pretty um I've seen some pretty brutal things in in terms of people being removed from areas that they shouldn't necessarily be in, but um yeah, probably best not talk about them too much. <laughs> <laughs> well that that kind of taught me a lesson after that. I, I've never uh, I don't know. Well, I mean people. it's 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 difficult <laughs> it's really difficult, do you know what I mean? When you've got people sort of who uh, who aren't supposed to be anywhere near the stage coming near this you know on the stage or whatever people naturally get nervous and that what that one that time we played played bridge spa and the, um this huge guy got on stage and our tour manager just jumped on his back and this as i said <laughs> the, the guy the guy just carried on like like he wasn't even on his back do you know what i mean just carried on <laughs> dancing but it, at the same time, you're like, what's what you know? What's this fucking guy gonna do? But to be fair, he, he was just having a dance. I mean, that's the thing with most with most instances like that. But it's difficult because some bands encourage that sort of stuff, whereas we're like, no, man. You know what I mean? Like, we're we're, we're trying to play the music, and if you're on stage, like you know, we <laughs> you're supposed to be over there so we can do this bit. Do you know what I mean? The the, the two <laughs> should the two should not be mixing, otherwise you have incidents with people nearly getting impaled on drum kits and and stuff like that and then you know running around with a tour manager on his back and then ending up falling <laughs> down the bloody stairs at the side of the stage bloody lethal man yeah so so has that ever happened to you though like where you're in the middle of playing and you forgot how to play something or you just drew a blank like there's been times where people come on stage this actually happened to me when i was doing just a speaking engagement i had this whole session prepared 
and I walked on stage and I could not remember my my first anecdote that I kick off my session with. And I stood there in front of like 1100 people like, uh, what is this? What am I supposed to say? And and like right at the right moment, it finally came to my head. But like, yeah. has that ever happened to you where you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be oh, yeah, playing yeah. in like a half a millisecond and I don't know what note I'm supposed to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, you know, it's almost like it's a timed anxiety thing where it's almost, you know, your body's like, I'm going to make you really nervous that you're not going to remember this in time. <laughs> but you are actually going to remember it in time. Yeah. Yeah, um, again, I don't know if it's a story I've told before, but when we were, we were in Australia and I remember when we got there straight away, I was like, I need to go to bed here. I'm so jet lagged because we'd already been somewhere else for quite a while. And it was another case of, no, I need to make it till the evening at least to try and get synced, to try and get synced yeah. in. Um, but I think it was a pretty whirlwind tour. So did we even have a gig that night? No, we won't have done. We'll have had a gig the next day. But anyway, as I distinctly remember we got there and it got to the evening and irritatingly enough, you know, when you just get a second wind and even though all day you've been like, oh, I cannot wait yeah. to go to fucking bed. I am absolutely exhausted. It bloody gets to six, seven o'clock and you're like, right, where are we going? Where are we going? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it got bloody second wind and ended up staying up sort of well you know you know what it's like you go out and then you get back at whatever time midnight but in one two in morning you're like oh so we got someone's room for a few drinks a couple of smokes then you're like yeah and then you're like oh it's half eight in the morning all of a sudden and basically long story short i ended up staying up for three days and it was at the end of the third day i can't remember i can't even work out how many hours that is we had a gig we had two gigs during that time and it, yeah, it was, I distinctly remember the, the last gig. Um, I fucking, you know, I, I was having out of body experiences and stuff. Literally oh, having, literally having out of body experiences and thinking to myself, I've got no idea what's coming next, but my fingers seem to be more than in tune with it. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And just watching them fucking do their thing. Muscle was, memory. Yeah, well, exactly, and that, and then you, and then you sort of stood there going, "Wow, that's amazing!" And then you're musing on muscle memory in your head as you're playing these bloody solos from these songs. You're like, "Oh shit, I must pay attention here." But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, sort of. Whenever you're doing TV stuff, that were always a nervy one as well. Um, do you know what I mean? Because uh, we, we actually did quite a few properly live. Well, top of the pops were live, wasn't it? I mean, we played live. Was it pre-recorded? But we played live on the pre-recorded show. Mm. I can't remember, but um, you know, we um, there were always moments where you were like, "Oh God, I can't remember fucking note. I can't remember how to play this guitar." <laughs> you know, what is this thing that is round my neck? Sometimes you get that bloody feeling. But no, I suppose it's um, it was it was only in the I, I think it was in the really early days where I used to get really nervous, which I think stemmed from why I ended up smoking so much bloody weed because it was the only thing that made me relaxed enough to be able to yeah to you know sort of play music otherwise i'd just be so bloody on edge that i just want to enjoy that sort of stuff at all i think you know that's where that all sort of came from really yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah. i know that uh sometimes when you're doing like a a different gig that's not out of the ordinary like maybe if you did something top of the pops or maybe on tv there might be new elements to it that are different that could throw you off like i i, I definitely have heard of people where like you know if you're waiting for a certain track you know maybe there's a part that's not normal you're not just completely jamming live there could be this anxiety that oh no this this part's coming in on the wrong part or you, you have to just act on the fly on you know different parts that are not outside of what you normally do day in and day out yeah 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 i mean that that sort of stuff can happen um and, and 
as I've said, you can get great moments from that. But as well, especially when we use certain things are on what you call track. So, um, you know, I don't know if you, you'd be able to bring to mind what I'm talking about. But for instance, the middle eight on um, Getaway, you know, the bit where it drops down and you've got that sort of pulsating beat. That's on a that's on a track, so you've got all those anxieties whether all that sort of stuff's going to bloody work, yeah. which is coincidentally a lot of the fun and games we're having now trying to set up the stuff for Temple Newsom is making sure that uh, whatever we're, songs we're doing, that you know, it, if we need the bits to be on track, that we've got all that sorted. So there's all that sort of messing about to be done as well, yeah. But yeah, there's 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 no worse than um, technical problems at a gig, and that's why festivals are so such a nightmare because you're not you're just not given any time. You're not given, and usually you have sound checks, and you 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 know your engineers have time to set up the soundboard and all kinds of other things. But at festivals, no, you literally just get thrown on, and you've got the first song to try and make sure that it's fucking right basically and from that can result absolute nightmares but again that's something i've mentioned quite a lot because it all i mean wherever you are really it all comes down to you know when drums kick in when bass kicks in and that and you as, as soon as you can hear everything you're like right well I, I could care less what everything else is like as long as i can hear it it's absolutely fine yeah phil said something like that too he said that uh usually the very beginning of the dance he's like completely you know high levels of anxiety making yeah, sure yeah. everything works yeah. <laughs> and then by you know by the time the dance is over it's like okay now let's now we're in the groove now let's actually yeah. have some fun yeah uh, it'd be interesting to see if maturity's changed me at all in that regard because i mean you know, i haven't been i haven't been anywhere near a stage in a decade uh over a decade now is it um but yeah um it'd be interesting to see how different i am or whether i'm a lot fucking worse do you know what I mean? Um, in terms of, <laughs> well, but I, I, I might even be worse because it's only like the one show, well, the two shows with um, obviously Barrowlands as well. But you just want everything to go right, man. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it, but there's only so much prepping you can do. There's only so much prepping you can do before there's it, there's things that the only things that could happen that could be damaging are completely out of your control. And let's face it, that shit happens, doesn't it? Um, Listen, I'm flying a long way. It better be perfect. <laughs> I ain't got no time for no half perfect stuff. I just oh, needs well, to be good. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it'll, it'll certainly be good for my, from our part. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, and as you say, if someone else, if someone else is going to drop the ball, you're going to be annoyed, aren't you, man? <laughs> just be like, fucking hell, we got our bit right, man. You know, like the sound, fucking, you know, the transformers all break down or something. Well, the power with power cuts are all right because the crowd just sing your bloody song don't they so i'm looking forward to the post concert uh podcast where we actually break down all that stuff <laughs> yeah well, that, that'd be quite cool yeah the stuff leading up to it as well it's uh, and it's certainly going to make more you know there's, it's going to be really good interesting content for people as well uh you know I, i'm aware that sometimes we just chat about any old shit but we enjoy chatting but yeah it's going to be a lot of fun when um we're directly leading up to them and you know get some snippets from practicing and stuff like that and tease with a few fucking set lists and maybe mm. a few videos of a few songs that we're definitely not going to play but just to make people think we're going to play and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> just to be mean um yeah mind you i think i think i think i think mine mine and phil's deal is if he does cessation i've got to do breaking i'm sure oh. one of phil's deals which i'm fine with that it's not like i've got to sing that backing vocal unless that's like, <laughs> unless that's what he intended maybe that's what he intended when he said you know if you do breaking. <laughs> 
fucking eye out doing that back and forth. Uh, I'll tell I'll you pay, what, Pete. I'll pay double. If I have I'll to do that, double. if I have to do that back and forth, I'm doing a Kurt Cobain. I'm going to go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I would pay double to see you do the backing vocal on that. Absolutely, categorically, no, not not that. I'd have a go at some BBs, <laughs> but not on breaking one. That's my problem. As much as I'd like to try backing vocals, a lot of the stuff that I play, it's like, I don't know, it's not just strummy chords, and it's. I think it. don't know how long I'd need to get used to something like that. I'd try it, though. I'm going to have to fucking try it. I'll have to give it a go. But, yeah, I aren't doing backing vocals on breaking. Yeah, somebody on somebody on Twitter recently they made mention to um, the walls get smaller. I don't I don't know. Somebody had just mentioned I can't, I can't remember. And it just there's something about every time I even hear about the walls get smaller, I always like it's like mental. But I have to go straight to YouTube and rewatch that from uh, 2003 when you guys did it in Australia. And oh yeah, yeah the big day out, well, big day yeah. out. And yeah, when when it cuts to you and your when the song starts to start growing and you just like man, you are going to town on your guitar man as that song grows. And I think how and that's a that's got to be exhausting. It's got your whole yeah, wrist well. just needs to be on fire. Yeah, and it was, like you said, Phil's same. Everyone's same on that song, and does feel quite um, uh, when Phil said, didn't it? Where a lot of it were us being competitive with each other, and walls were one of the walls, and the dance were the first two things we did. Like I said, like I said many times, and you, you, there's no surprise there because they're both quite extreme. You know what I mean? They're probably the two songs where it's like, right, everyone, just fucking get ready for this. Other than maybe like Too High. Too High probably fits into that category yeah. as well. When when Too High really gets going, um, that's one of those moments where you're like, fucking hell, what are these guys doing, man? But yeah. Uh, my favorite part of that one, I don't, I don't know why we're reminiscing, but I do love it. I love when everything just completely stops <laughs> on Too High yeah. where you guys are all going nuts. It's like, and then it stops. That's so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is just fantastic. Yeah, a lot, a lot of sort of, and it's those moments where you've really got to be able to hear each other. Do you know what I mean? That's the moments where all those little technical things that we're talking about, like the monitors, um, all them being right, so so I can hear the drums and I can hear what everyone else is doing. That they're those moments where all that stuff really counts because if you're sort of off beat there, or well, it just don't work. But yeah, those moments are fun. We do it on the. Um, we do it somewhere else as well, don't we? On the people. Oh, it's kind of a different vibe there. Yeah, I love those little bits of musical drama. Uh, we've said many a times, I, th- I think they're what, well, in a lot of ways, one of the things that separates us from other people's music, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Phil, like Phil talked about those sorts of builds and the crescendos. It just it just adds a level of drama to the music that just makes it feel more alive, in my opinion, mm-hmm. anyway, um, and much more about the overall... Uh, track itself, I suppose, rather than the song in inverted commas. Now I just got to figure out how to get to the uh, other show. You said it was in Glasgow, right? I got to figure that one out. Well, I mean, it depends what you're doing. If you're if you're sort of coming to Leeds and making your base there, then you just you go up to you just jump on on the train or depends what we're doing, man. If we're getting a bus, might we'll put you on the fuck. You come up on the bus with us if we could. You know what I mean? If um if we're uh, as long as but you don't you, treat me like the Beastie Boys, I don't, I don't, I can't take that rejection. No, place. no, I don't, I don't know what that shit's about. You know, you, you, that's, um, yeah, that's not, that's not how you treat people in general and that sort of stuff. But no, no, we won't treat you like that, Pete. No, but uh, yeah, other than that, man, you just get on the train. Otherwise, I don't even know how long it takes to get up to Glasgow, but it won't be that long. Well, if there's room on the bus, I will humbly accept that offer. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to, we'll, we'll have to say that we're even getting one first. I haven't really thought about it too 
much, but I would think we will be doing because it's Glasgow, then there's a day off, and then it's Leeds the day after, in it? Or is it Leeds, actually? Yeah, there's a day off in between. I'm sure there is. Um, oh, I don't know, to be honest. I can't even think now. <laughs> I'd have to look. But that's uh, that, yeah, we could do that. We could do that, I'm sure, man. That'll be cool. That'll be something that um, will be a novelty for me. Um, again, getting on a tour bus. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Well, you know, it's been a long time since I've done out like that. Uh, like I said, I've been, been anywhere near any kind of buddy organised music or... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other lads have got a bit more... Obviously, they did more stuff after. So, it's been, you know, they sort of... They've been near it a bit more than I have recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, did you did you hear what was going on? I meant to ask you this earlier, but the um, uh, Dave Grohl, you know, Nirvana is coming up on their 30-year uh, anniversary of Nevermind. And... Uh, <laughs> The baby who uh, is on the album cover, Naked in the oh, Pool, is actually yeah. suing them. Have you have you seen that? I did see something. Yeah, what? So in so in them on the grounds of what? <laughs> Apparently, uh, him being on the album cover, you know, it has somehow ruined his life or or or, <laughs> or made his life harder. Uh, something tells me that's not true. Something tells me he's probably had a much better life. Saying, "Hey, that's me." But uh, I, I was going to say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll, he'll have gone out of his way to tell every bloody person that he was that <laughs> bloody baby, won't he? Can you imagine how many girls he's, he's pulled off the basis of that bloody story? Honestly, there'd be absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. tons of him. He's kidding no one with that, is he? He's kidding absolutely no, no one. Yeah, the best was Dave Grohl when they asked him, they said, have you heard about this? And uh, he goes, well, I haven't really given it any thought. I mean, he's the one that has a t- never mind tattoo on his body. I don't. <laughs> he's got an actual tattoo? Oh, my. He does. He does. <laughs> He wants to sue them, but he's got a literal, literally has a nevermind tattoo. On oh his my body. god! Well, I mean, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that go anywhere near a court. You know what I mean? A judge just, judge just like you've got a fucking tattoo, mate. No one's buying it. No one's buying <laughs> yeah. it. Get out! Get out! I having that. I, that I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. That. I mean, well, I don't I mean, know that, that I blame him for trying though. I mean, it's money, right? Well, it's 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 like cashing in when you've already cashed in. Exactly. Well it's, put. Well put. Well put. Well, it's just so. It's just a height of cheek, and you've got to really love Dave Grohl's response there. Just like, yes. well, I haven't really given it much thought, but in, that's the guy who's actually got a tattoo of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ah uh, yeah. Oh. Dave Grohl sealing a place in my heart with those cheeky responses. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a guy as well who, when it was the what is it, the Westboro Baptist Church? Have you seen those um, when they oh, picketed? Yeah. Well, yeah, when they picketed the Foo Fighters concert. So he actually picketed them. He put the Foo Fighters on the back of the truck and drove past yeah. them as they were fucking. <laughs> Only he would do that, man. I love it. Oh yeah, playing the DGs of all of all songs too. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I guess ultimately with all this sort of talk of uh, technical issues and stuff is we are probably seriously tempting fate here, aren't we? With um, with Temple News and what could possibly bloody go wrong. So <laughs> there's probably an element of we should shut up and stop talking about that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, <laughs> so on the note of not tempting fate and saying too much about that, I think we'll leave that episode here before uh, yeah, something gets said that makes something change irreparably. So yeah, man, uh, thank you for listening and sorry for the mess up with the last episode. Um, I blame Pete entirely, so there. Uh, thank you. Shame. <laughs>